0: Welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this is a weekly show that explores the intersection of security, technology, and humans. I spend 5 to 20 hours a week consuming books, articles, and podcasts, which I then turn into a concise 15 to 30 minute summary and analysis. There's a summary episode every week, as well as periodic standalone episodes that are either me sharing an idea on a topic or discussing one with a guest. The goal is twofold, to keep you up to date on the absolute latest in security and technology and to explore ideas that hopefully give you something to think about. All right, welcome to episode 201, security news. Unify got in some trouble with its users by adding a data collection and phone home feature to its products without telling anyone first. Their response to this was uh, actually pretty decent, but uh, stuff like this needs to be transparent from the beginning. I think uh, you lose a lot of trust when you find out someone put kind of a phone home kind of backdoor situation. It's not really a backdoor, but definitely data collection in phone home. Russia's Fancy Bear Hacking Group is going after at least 16 anti-doping organizations according to Microsoft, and this is ahead of the Tokyo-based 2020 Summer Olympics. It started after one of the organizations, uh, WADA. Reported some irregularities related to Russia that could cause them, you know, problems in 2020. And as a result of a doping agency saying they had issues with their samples, uh, Fancy Bear started attacking uh, you know, them and 15 of their friends. So there's actually a documentary about Russian doping that you should definitely see. It's uh it's <laughs> it's remarkable. It's it's unbelievable, is what it is. And uh, this story actually tacks on nicely to it because it seems like a very common occurrence over there. WhatsApp is suing NSO for building a tool that was used to help clients hack at least 1400 high profile government and military officials in various countries. So basically we have an Israeli company that's building software, which they sell to random governments, which then use that software to attack officials in other governments, including some that are friendly to the US. It's really pretty gross. Twitter is banning political ads, like altogether, completely banning political ads, at least that's what Jack said recently. And the move is actually putting massive pressure on Facebook to do something similar or the same. The Pentagon is looking to purchase tools that use machine learning to monitor and respond to attacks at scale. I'm really happy to see this personally because similar to looking for like dangerous asteroids, in all those pinpoints of light up there. The main problem is scale. And the only solution is to have a ton of sensors and machine learning looking at them. OpenSSH just got experimental U2F FIDO support. Russia's using new misinformation campaigns in Africa to promote their policies and attack those of the US and France. Advisories this week, QNAP NAS devices, got some serious issues. In breaches, Avast got compromised again, and a lot of people think it was an attempt to get into the supply chain so they can target the uh, AV that they put out. 22 million web.com, register.com, network solutions accounts, compromised. Training, we've got Bellingcat is doing a DC workshop, and Bellingcat is a really cool security intelligence group, and they're doing a training in DC, I think in December. And companies, ID Now, which is based out of Germany, gets $40 million to help customers verify their identities online. I've thought for a while that um, like the notary services are about to get super important because we're going to have I- identity issues as it becomes easier to spoof people. And uh, I think this, you know, faster ways, better ways to do that, other than local notaries, which could have their own issues. Um, yeah, so I, I think an online you know tech solution to this would be pretty slick. Technology news. Amazon fresh grocery deliveries are now free for U.S. Prime members. Photoshop is now available for the iPad. Google is buying Fitbit, but I'm really not sure how that won't end up looking like Google Wear or whatever they called it before, like the previous six times. Uh, I think just like social media. Google tends to fail where lots of human interaction is required, right? So Google Plus, like they just didn't know how to do, uh, they're, they're not good at UI or UX. That, that's kind of the problem. And, and I think that's going to be an issue for wearables because uh, there's just a lot of interaction with those. And if you don't like the interactions, then you're not going to use them. Steve Wozniak doesn't think level five, which is fully autonomous cars are coming anytime soon. And McKinsey says banks are in trouble from economic downturns and tech-based startups. So they are sounding the alarm for a lot of banks. I think they said something like half of banks won't survive the next downturn. Human News, a brilliant new study has shown how sleep may actually clear the debris from the brain. So we've known that this was going on, but we didn't know why. So the way this paper describes it is that it's like a, basically when you sleep, when you do specifically um, deep sleep, non-REM sleep, there's a synchronized pulsing of electrical activity in the neurons. So they'll all power down and they'll power back up and they'll power down and power back up. And during the down phase, there's a fluid, uh, I forgot what they call it, like cranial, I don't know, a more technical term, some kind of cranial fluid comes in to fill the void when the neurons are powered down. I don't understand why that would happen, but th- this is what the paper is saying. Um, I don't know anything about. Neuroscience. So that explains. Um, Then on the up phase, the fluid, it basically chases the fluid back out, right? So you have this swooshing in of fluid and then on the upside, um, the fluid rushes out again and it takes the debris with it. So basically what this paper is saying is that you have this sloshing cleaning mechanism that is happening over and over while you're in deep sleep. And it, it's finally an explanation for how this debris cleaning actually works. And people are saying that it, they're just really excited about the paper. And it also offers new possibilities for uh, drugs and, and therapies that utilize this system because, you know, they didn't know how it worked before, so they couldn't target that. So uh, people are pretty excited about it. Um, and, and the implications are basically mental decline. It, um, there's a whole lot of studies showing that it's from this debris being there and it being not cleaned out. So uh, they're gonna try to target those sorts of issues by going after this mechanism. Uh, Poor kids spend nearly two hours more on screens than rich kids. And it looks like the implication here is that um, rich kids have more options for fun. And poor kids basically, you know, there there aren't as many options because a lot of things cost money. Looks like light in general is disruptive to sleep, not just blue light. So that might've been overblown with the whole blue light thing. People with smaller brains may be predisposed to drink more, another cool paper. Online installment loans are the new check cashing scam and they're targeted at those with multiple jobs who are being crushed by the current economy. They're basically loans that take a long time to come due but with the same sorts of super high interest as check cashing places. And non-prime borrowers currently own more than $50 billion in these things. They're basically another long fuse bomb, like guaranteed to blow up on us in the future, but that are making you know, rich people lots of money right now. It's uh, selling out the future to benefit immediately. And that's the seems to be the current story of America. Ideas, trends, and analysis. We're seeking approval from too many people. This is an essay I just wrote, I think, uh, last week or over the weekend. And it's about how our brains are running vulnerable firmware, which is evolution, on very old hardware, which is our animal hardware, and how social media is malware designed to exploit that. Definitely recommend you check this one out. I might actually turn it into two separate essays later, but it's decent as it is. And got this really cool thing here, uh, which I didn't write. I wish I did. Um, what if the mindfulness craze were a conspiracy to get people to pull inward, and therefore become less interested in activism? So I wrote a similar piece back in 2017 called "My Problem with Buddhism," and I basically said I don't want to live in a time where it's okay to ignore the world's problems. So any system that's designed to help you do that, you know, is an issue. This piece has more of a sort of conspiratorial tone to it, basically wondering if the counter to activism is asking people to ignore suffering so they won't become troublemakers, kind of like consumerism is being created as a solution to a slow economy. It's like people actually get into a room and say, you know, how do we counter this behavior that we're seeing? So with consumerism, they're like, people aren't buying anything. Let's invent consumerism. Let's invent advertising. You know, let's do the madman thing. Um, Mad Men, right? The the TV show. And in this case, it's like, well, people are getting really restless. What if we were to go to all the places, you know, where where people are woke or whatever, and let's go into their tech places and pitch uh, meditation and mindfulness, which what does it teach you? Oh, don't worry about the things on the outside. Let's focus internally. It's not about what's happening. It's about how you deal with what's happening. And, you know, really, should we really all just be the subset? Maybe we all just need to calm down. And uh, that, yeah, (laughs) I'm not a conspiracy person. I I really don't believe in them. I I do believe that they exist, but that they're extremely rare. This one, I think, is more likely just a a really crazy coincidence. But uh, it could also be a conspiracy, you know, or or maybe it's some of both. Who, Who knows? But I I do think this, uh, you know, alignment of these two things is very, very interesting. Life is a Ponzi scheme where fewer and fewer younger people will have to support more and more old people. That's a really cool essay from a while back. Biology is eating the world. This is a piece by um, A16Z. And if the government protects our food, drugs, and transportation, why doesn't it protect our data as well? New York Times piece. Updates. Spent the weekend at BlizzCon and it was glorious. Uh, my favorite video game is Diablo. So the Diablo 4 announcement was great to see live. And super excited about how many options for customizations that they're adding, uh, especially in Diablo 4. Actually, in all their games, like, you know, WoW is going to have a bunch of customizations. Uh, so it's like weapon and item build, skill trees, appearance. They're they're basically working to make it so that you can start with the same class as someone else. And, you know, maybe some things that are similar but end up having way different character as you progress, which I think is super cool. You don't want to have just, like, the same people doing the same things. I am worried about balance issues with this, but, you know, I have confidence if anyone's going to be able to balance, it'll be Blizzard. Um, I was down there with a group of core friends, and uh, we're also hyped about Overwatch 2, which was announced. And it added PvE, which is the ability to go as friends and fight against the game as opposed to fighting against other people. So uh, we're looking forward to that. And it's a good way to keep like the group tight since we're scattered to the wind and uh, a super fun trip, both in homieship and gaming. Got a tool here called Vortimo. Or Vortimo. It's a intelligence focused browser extension that lets you maintain investigative context as you browse websites. So if you tag a, a, a a word, so <clears throat> it's a browser extension. So you're browsing around, you tag a word, and wherever you go forward next to browse, it will highlight that word for you, and you can take notes and stuff. So it's like if you're doing investigations, really cool looking uh, plugin. Just note, donated 20 trees to Team Trees. Love everything about this project. Um, there's this guy, I can't remember the name of the streamer, but super cool. I've watched like a few hours of his stuff. He just goes in and buys things for people and. Uh, he bought a whole car lot and everyone who showed up, he would like give them cars for $20 or $10. And someone was like, I can't take this for $10. He's like, you drive a hard bargain, it's $5. And he's like, I I just don't, I can't take this car for $5. Okay. Really, really, really good negotiator. We're going to give you $5 if you take this car. And he just did that for an entire car lot. It it was super fun. You see them having fun You know, it was kind of emotional because people were Realizing they didn't have to spend like their last few thousand dollars on a car. Anyway, so he's trying to do 20 million trees by 2020. And uh, Elon Musk actually donated uh, a million trees, I think. And I think it's getting up there. I think it's getting close to like 14 million trees or something. But I donated 20 trees. I might actually go and do another hundred. But um, I've been wondering about like trees as a strategy for for global warming, I think uh, I think it's smart. I mean, basically if you were to plant like something, I don't know, trillion trees or a billion trees, I don't think we could do a trillion, but billion trees. I mean, wouldn't that help? I was imagining a scenario like sci-fi or whatever, where it's like we plant whatever, 40 billion trees in the course of five years through this massive effort. And then all of a sudden we have an ice age. It'd be hilarious. And like 10 years after that, I have to chop down a bunch of trees. Anyway, I think it's a cool uh, charity. I think it's very direct. I mean, there's just people out there planting treats, and you see them saying thank you. It's very live. It's very you know real and tangible. So I encourage you to participate if that's your thing. About to do a deep dive on stoicism and cynicism, which is really cool. Um, I'm reading a whole bunch of Marcus Aurelius stuff. I'm reading a book called How to Think Like a Roman Emperor right now, which I'm not sure is a good idea in all cases. but. Yeah, Stoicism and Cynicism, with the capitals, capital S, capital C, mean some really cool things. The current watered-down version, which is the lowercase version of those, obviously are a little bit, they have negative connotations. Stoicism is like, oh, I don't care about anything. Cynicism is like, I I don't trust you, but that's not what they mean um, traditionally. Stoicism is about handling adversity, and cynicism is about living with virtue. Um, so let me know in email or in the UL Slack if you want to study stuff together. Um, I'm sure we'll be talking about it in the UL Slack in uh, over the next few weeks because I, I know we have a number of people who are in this stuff. Uh, Discovery. Gyroscope is the health analytics system I've been talking to you about. If you're into the quantified self, you definitely want to check it out. Things Canary Tools. <clears throat> this is the one I've been telling you about it's uh, you drop canaries on the network. If anyone interacts with them, you know, it's something bad because no one should actually even know about that thing, let alone be interacting with it. Corkscrew is a way to run SSH over HTTP proxies and a really cool visual way to explain logic gates, which I have open. I'm going to be messing with this thing. And Voyager 1 and Voyager 2 launched in 1977, and they have over 15,300 days of uptime on their computer system. And recommendations. Um, Definitely check out the core concepts of Stoicism. I feel like the things I've been focusing on for the last 20 years, at least, are distilled into an actual discipline with Stoicism. And I think you'll find that so many of the current movements that are happening, actually CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, has a really, I mean, it, it echoes strongly of Stoicism, where it was like, Constantly expose yourself to the negatives so you're resilient against them. And uh, yeah, so much of the stuff is just rediscovering what the Stoics and Cynics were talking about, you know, a couple thousand years ago. And the aphorism for the week. Heroes are heroes because they are heroic in behavior, not because they won or lost. Heroes are heroes because they are heroic in behavior, not because they won or lost. Nassim Taleb. I believe ads are not just annoying, but that their incentive structure can malign the content creation process. So if you enjoy the show, please consider supporting it directly for just $5 a month or $50 a year, which is two months for free. UL members get the newsletter every week instead of just twice a month. They get access to the archives. They get access to the UL Slack community, where we share ideas and links about the topics we discuss here. And they also get access to the UL book club, where we pick a book a month and talk about it live as a group. To become a member, just head over to danielmiesler.com slash subscribe, and thank you so much to everyone who's already a member. I truly appreciate each of you. We'll see you next time.